John. How are you this week? Hey, Elliot. How are you doing today? I'm okay. So this week, actually, um, uh, yesterday, the um, FinCEN put out uh, its first national priorities with this mouthful title, Anti-Money Laundering and Countering the Financing of Terrorism National Priorities. And this was mandated in the uh, Money Laundering Act. I'm assuming you saw the release. Right. And, um, y- you know, this is something that we have craved as, an, uh, as a community for quite a while. And that's sort of a centralized area for priorities, because, you know, typically, as you and I and others know, you try to figure out what law enforcement and the banking agencies care about. You're, you know, you're tracking what they're putting on their websites, uh, enforcement actions, that kind of thing. It looks like they've taken all of those sources and others as well and placed them um, in, in one location. So I think it does. It, that's a that's a positive for for the community. Yeah, agreed. So these are the prior national priorities for the next four years. Um, and uh, let me just read the list real quick. Um, uh, FinCEN makes a point of saying that the list is not in any particular order. But uh, the priorities include corruption, cybercrime, including relevant cybersecurity and virtual currency considerations, foreign and domestic terrorist financing, fraud, transnational crime, uh, I'm sorry, criminal organizational activity, drug trafficking organization activity, human trafficking and human smuggling, and proliferation uh, financing. Uh, all eight topics are topics you and I have talked about, and equally important are topics that the community has been focused on for some time. So not surprising, uh, any of them, but interesting to see them all in one place. Right. And I think uh, it, does, it does confirm that we're getting it right, the private and public sector. In fact, uh, Michael Mosier, the uh, acting director in the statement released with this, actually said that the publication of this is a, while it's a milestone, it shows an ability to improve the efficiency and uh, effectiveness of the regime to foster greater public private partnership. And in terms of the sources, in addition to all the agencies, they do mention that they looked at previously issued guidance and documents, as well as interacting with the Bank Secrecy Act advisory group. So there is some private sector consultation, which I've always thought was important Hopefully it was quite a bit. Um, and I think all of that together makes this a, a strong a strong focus for all of us going forward. Agreed. So one of the unknowns is um, how will these priorities being published in this way impact the um, examination process for organizations that are subject to um, examination scrutiny uh, under existing regulations and regulations to be uh, written and finalized um, as mandated in the Money Laundering Act. Right. And I just finished writing a blog on this. It'll go next week. But one of the things that I point out in that is when the FFIEC manual was created in 2005, we all believed it was a strong, uh, strong piece of evidence of transparency and the ability to understand what was in the minds of, of regulators, and thus the examiners. But over time, while that's still the case, it, it sort of became a default area to point to for uh, regulatory criticism. So my concern here is, 
there will be a, implementing regs, and they say in the interagency statement from the banking agencies that um, this is going to impact how a bank is supervised and examined. Not yet, but it will. So that's why it becomes pretty important, as it always is, to file comments when the implementing regs are, are proposed. Because the last thing you want to see is when they focus on these eight priorities, are they going to criticize lack of you know, infrastructure to deal with human trafficking, uh, domestic terrorism, all things that are important but, you know, there needs to be some context. And I think that's, uh, you know, again, without making this negative, it's a positive. The priorities are there. But I do think you got to watch very closely. It doesn't become a sort of a check the box mentality by examiners. Agreed. Uh, one of the things that uh, uh, organizations that are subject to examination could begin to do is uh, they could review uh, their current policies, procedures and risk assessments and think about how the language of the priorities appears or doesn't appear doesn't mean they're not doing it currently. Right. Uh, but, you know, making sure that they um, do sort of a check for vocabulary alignment, if you will, so that they're using the words that we now know are likely to appear in some of the regulatory proposals and are certainly on the minds of both law enforcement and, uh, and the regulatory agencies. Right. I mean, like I said, I mean, I think this this can be a very positive. There's a lot of good uh, information in here. They put it in one place that we've said it focuses on areas that we've written about and cared about. I'd point to an advocacy group, Transparency International, that did its own press statement about the inclusion of corruption. And they point out correctly that it complements what the Biden administration has already indicated is going to be a major focus. And that is anti-corruption actions task forces, memorandums to the agencies. So that's a, a, a clear example that groups that care about sort of anti-crime looked at this as good. You've established corruption as a priority. Hopefully there'll be more attention paid to it, which I, obviously we all agree. And so sort of members of our community. What I think this will be useful for in addition to that is to go to your management and say, hey, these things are priorities. I'd like to devote some more resources to that. So I realize that it's a sort of against what I just said two minutes ago, but it's not really. So you don't want to get nickel and dimed on these things, but you do want to get support and say, I want to do more on human trafficking. I want to do more on corruption. Even if it's just education, this I think will support uh, your ability to do that and hopefully get the resources that you need. Agreed. Uh, lastly, just caught my eye that virtual currency considerations are specifically called out in the cybercrime priority. And I think it's important to keep an eye on that because we've seen some uh, pretty clear messages from regulators and from other government agencies like the Treasury Department and even the Federal Reserve about continuing concerns about virtual currencies. The marketplace, at least investors, um, have had um, a fair amount of exuberance in this space. But I, right. you know, I think... Uh, Paying attention to what's going on in that space will be important going forward. Right. As we close down, uh, we hope everybody has a great fourth and our friends in Canada enjoyed Canada Day. Uh, I will say two things. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and also AML Right Source. We are hiring. So uh, go to our website. Uh, we have some great opportunities out there. And uh, we're looking forward always to bolstering our 
our staff and all the things that we're trying to do for our client base. So if you get a chance, take a look at amlrightsource.com. Have a great weekend, John, and be safe. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.